made it in time for the podcast. Come in. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, to this, the latest Staggering Stories podcast. I'm Crumbly. I'm Asda Man. I'm Adam. And I... I'm Grandad. Not yet. <laughs> Stop it. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> On tender hooks. Mm. Anyway, I am merely just Keith. Yeah. Just Keith tonight. Oh, bless. Dragged you away from the hospital. Yes. We're in a go standby position and I've been mugged and dragged here. <laughs> did you have your feet up in stirrups? No, I didn't. I did <laughs> the try second them. person to have said that tonight, yeah. Crumbly. I, yeah, I did yeah. try them out, though. <laughs> I'm sure they can go up on YouTube at some Moving time. rapidly on. <laughs> I'll tag you. Anyway, without further ado, with his feet up in stirrups, it's the news with El Presidente. <laughs> Doctor Who. Anniversary Roundup. Yeah. Now bear with me because there's a lot here. Well, really? Fair yeah. Bit. yeah. 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 It's a humongous chunk of news. <laughs> Finally, some details surrounding the Doctor Who Anniversary UK festivities have been announced. Mm. The anniversary special itself, named Day of the Doctor, will be 75 minutes long. Mm. That's not quite the 90 minutes we were hoping for, but it's at least, at least noticeably longer than an average Christmas special. Mm. This will be broadcast on BBC One on the 23rd of November 2013. That's fake Crumbly's birthday, that is. Of course. Mm. BBC Two will have a number of programmes concentrating behind the scenes of Doctor Who, including the 60-minute special of the Culture Soul show called Me, You and Doctor Who, <laughs> which will look at the cultural impact of the series. BBC Two will also be screening a 60-minute programme featuring science popularizer. Are you making words up? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Science popularizer Brian Cox. Professor not, Brian Cox. Professor yes. Brian Cox. Yeah, not the actor. Not the actor. <laughs> using Doctor Who to highlight real-life science and ask the qu- usual questions such as, can we really travel in time? No. Last but certainly not least, BBC Two will also play host to the much-anticipated 90-minute docudrama An Adventure in Time and Space. Space and Time. But that's not all. BBC Three will ask viewers to vote on their Doctor Who Monster Villains Weekend. BBC Four will air the first ever Doctor Who Unearthly Child. Hopefully at 5.16pm. That's his time went out. I think they're actually doing a new cut or a polished cut. or So it's going to be the first time broadcast, I think you'll find. I think it's just a DVD version. The restoration team had the... Is well, it, it, could be, it could be the first time it's broadcast, anyway. Yeah. So. Is it just the first episode, or are we going for the cavemen as well? I don't know. Ooh. Get the feeling it's just the first episode. I think that would be appropriate. <laughs> yeah, that might be wise. Yeah, we don't want to put people off. <laughs> but we haven't finished there. Oh, what? Oh, there's more. CBBC, Children's 
BBC, will have a 30-minute programme called 12 Again, with the likes of Sylvester McCoy, Louise uh, Jameson, Dan Starkey, Nev McIntosh, Warwick yes. Davies, and Tommy Knight, sharing their childhood memories of Doctor... Childhood memories? Sylvester McCoy, childhood memories? Mm-hmm. Well, OK, he mm-hmm. might have been uh, a bit more than 12. Yeah. Bit of a moot point. OK, anyway, where was I? Yeah. Sharing their childhood memories of Doctor Who. CBBC's Blue Peter will, of course, also feature a special segment, including challenging Mutz, Matt Smith to answer the viewers' Doctor Who questions. Mm-hmm. BBC yeah. Radio 1 have a 60-minute documentary on Doctor Who music, with particular emphasis on trog rock. Trock. Or yeah. Trock. Trock. Yeah. Yes. Trock. Time Lord Rock. Time Lord Rock. Time Lord Rock. Mm, yeah. 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 BBC Radio 2 will broadcast a 90-minute documentary called Who is the Doctor? Also, mm. they have the Blagger's Guide to Doctor Who, presumably a light-hearted trivia programme. Mm-hmm. Graham Norton! <laughs> usual three-hour Saturday mm. morning Radio 2 BBC programme will broadcast live on the 23rd of November from the official, official Doctor Who convention. Well, I'm sure he'll cop that up. <laughs> yeah. So, Graham Norton. A.K.A. Doctor Who celebration from 10am. Yep. Three hours of him? Yeah, oh, every Saturday, apparently. BBC Radio 4 Extra will have three-hour documentary on creation of Doctor Who called Who Made Who. <laughs> <laughs> but there again, Graham Knowlton may not have seen him doing the uh, Eurovision Song Contest. In all due respect to the guy, he does rip it to shreds. I've also seen him in, heard him in the middle of Rose and saw <laughs> yeah. him in uh, Time of the Angels. Yes. Indeed, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he gets everywhere in time and space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like it up him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I? Um, you were busy being bleeped, I think. Yes, yes. If that's not enough, and it probably isn't, we are also promised special content across official BBC website and the iPlayer. Mm. Director of BBC Television, Danny Cohen, said... Doctor Who is a titan of British television, and I'm incredibly proud to have it on the BBC. It's an astonishing achievement for a drama to reach its 50th anniversary. I would like to thank every person uh, (coughs) on both sides of the camera who has been involved with its creative journey over so many years. Put him back in his box. (laughs) Of course, on the day this podcast goes out, it will be exactly a year... What the hell is this? What? Is this relevant? Okay. Okay. Of course, on the day this podcast goes out, (laughs) it will be exactly a year since The Angels Take Manhattan aired the 29th of September 2012. That was Series 7, Episode 5. We won't have a Series 8, Episode 5 until a similar time in 2014. Two years later. All these celebrations are great, but where's our missing season of Doctor Who? Yeah. Good point. Okay. I stand corrected. It was relevant. I just wondered, time of the angels, <laughs> or angels take Manhattan, should I say. Yeah. The absence of a certain character. That's what I thought you was getting at. No, 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 no. Okay. We've no. got all the trimmings, but not the main... Yeah. Yeah. As it yeah. Were. Oh, yeah. More Doctor yeah. than ever. This yeah. stuff isn't Doctor Who, it's about Doctor Who, but it isn't yeah, actually it's Doctor Who. It's not actually yeah. Doctor Who. No, I, 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 will, I will concede that point. I will it's great to have a celebration. Oh, it's yeah. going to be great at the time, but it's not a I would rather, for the I real admit, thing. I would rather have a series. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. Star Trek. J.J. Abrams, Taken by the Dark Side. <sighs> 
to the surprise of pretty much nobody who has tried to multitask, OK, any man who has tried to multitask, it has been confirmed that Star Trek reboot director J.J. Abrams is stepping aside for the fir- third film to concentrate on the new Star Wars films. Abrams said... The method it is that directs the film will be someone we all know is going to keep the cast and crew in good hands. I feel very lucky to have been a part of it, and it definitely feels like the right time to let someone come in and do their own thing. I certainly don't want someone to come in and try to do what I would have done. We want to hire someone who is going to come in and bring their own sensibility. I'm very excited to see what comes next despite feeling jealous of whomever that person is. Mm. Yes. Well, Not surprising, as we say, but uh, be interesting to see how it differs. Yeah, it does add diversity into the look of it. Will we continue with the lens for it? Will we <laughs> take it from a different direction? Well, apparently uh, most, or a lot of very vocal Star Trek fans hated yeah. Into Darkness. Yeah, I, I, film I, watched, I, but I really I enjoyed it. it. I really enjoyed it. I got to yeah, admit, thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed cause it. Because I think, what is it on a uh, on a poll recently? It was the least popular. The Galaxy Quest got voted more popular than uh, a Star Trek film. No, no, it, it was a Star Trek parody mm. film. Oh, okay, spoof, yeah. right. You've included yeah. that, right? But um, they, 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 you know, as I said, people voted for Galaxy Quest more than they voted for it's a good film Galaxy yeah. Quest. But yeah. um, it is not good, as good. But as I, I enjoyed. I did enjoy Edge of Darkness. Yeah, it's Edge different. Of Edge of Darkness, yeah. <laughs> Edge of Darkness, yeah. Even that. Mel Gibson, or... yeah. <laughs> Mel Gibson, what, sh- shouting anti-Semitic comments. Yeah. Do we know who might take over Star Trek directing? No. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. I hear Gene Roddenberry's good. Yeah. <laughs> Be a bit stiff, I think. Yeah. He always was, but particularly nowadays. <laughs> and I do have my misgivings about Disney taking over the helm. Mm. Star Wars. Oh. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, Star Wars, yes. Mm. Obviously, they've got to have something sort of small and furry as Luke Skywalker's uh, companion. Mm. <laughs> and we're not talking about Princess Leia. <laughs> I know some people out there enjoyed it immensely, but it's so for the old guard, the uh, Star Wars glow has been tarnished thanks to uh, oh, massively the peak prequels. Yeah, massively. Yeah, yeah. So they need a, a pretty much clean start now, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Which is what they're going for. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Anyway, J.K. Rowling decides to print more money. Multi multi millionaire. Add an extra multi. Multi 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 millionaire. <laughs> Joanne Kathleen Rowling, author of the fairly well known Harry Potter series, <laughs> is at it again. Oh. Though Potter's story is over, it seems his world is not. Ooh. Rowling and Warner Brothers Pictures have announced a new set of films based on the in fiction book Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. These spin-off films, set several decades for Potter's stories, will follow the adventures of the book's author, Newt Scamander, maybe, and will feature magical creatures and other elements of the wizarding world that Harry Potter fans will find very familiar. Mm. Rowling said... Although it be set in the worldwide community of witches and wizards, where I was so happy for 17 years, fantastic beasts on where to find them is neither a prequel nor a sequel to the Harry Potter series. Stitch that. (laughs) But an extension of the wizarding world, the laws and customs of the hidden magical society, will be familiar to anyone who has read the Harry Potter books or seen the films. But Newt's story will start in New York, 70 years before Harry gets underway. Aye. That was mm. spot on. I don't know how you pull off that voice. <laughs> oh, my throat hurts. Again, I'm I'm slightly dubious about this. The same way I'm slightly dubious about Star the, the Star Wars mm. continuation. There's such thing as as pushing it too far. Mm. It might the, be okay. It, I, I'm willing to admit in the I same world, she's fine, but a different story in that world. Yeah, I am. Could I work. admit I could be completely wrong, and it might be this 
most spectacular piece of literature out there, but... Or it could be their version of Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could, yeah. It, could it be darker? Could it be more adult? Or could it just be for the kids? Yeah, interesting. I said it's in New York. They're clearly going for the American audience. Yeah. Which they, yeah. they couldn't really do with the original books. Yeah. Well, they saw some angels hanging around there, probably. <laughs> no, maybe. Yeah, just trying maybe, to cash yeah. in there. Has the franchise finished? Is it being continued or stretched out beyond its natural life? I do get the feeling it's more Warner Brothers yeah. who are pushing this. Yeah. J.K. Yeah. Rowling. They, they've given her a big advanced oh, paycheck. Grief, yeah. She doesn't need the she money. She doesn't need the and money, but she's been quite happy doing non-Harry Potter books. Yeah, I think she's yeah. been even trying to do one under the radar with a yeah. different name, which obviously got found out quite quickly. Yeah, but I think yeah, it's, it's more. So she isn't in it for the money. Crime, crime fiction, wasn't it? I think. Mm, I, I forget. I've not read it, but uh, yeah, I've she not. did one under her own name. Yeah. And then this mm, yeah. pseudonym. Yeah. yeah, she wrote under a nom de plume. Mm. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Doctor Who: The Doctor's revisited to finally screen in the UK. What? <laughs> BBC America has, so far, been doing a far better job of celebrating the upcoming 50th anniversary of Doctor Who than the actual BBC proper. Yep. A big part of that has been their series of documentaries on each Doctor called The Doctors Revisited, each accompanied by a classic story from the era in question. Finally, these are to be screened in the UK, though sadly not on the BBC. Cable and satellite channel Watch has bought the series and will begin screening the weekend starting on Saturday the 12th of October at 2pm, naturally starting with the Hartnell documentary and the Aztecs. The next day we saw, we'll see Troughton's Revisited and the Tomb of the Cybermen. The following weekend will, as you'd expect, feature <laughs> the Pertwee <laughs> and Tom Baker documentaries alongside Sparehead from Space and Pyramids of Mars. Unfortunately, Watch is not available on Freeview, so you will need to have a paid TV subscription of some kind to see these, which makes it all the more of a shame that the BBC didn't pick them up. Yeah, yeah it is weird, although I believe BBC Worldwide partly owns Watch the same yeah, way I they think, partly own uh, East America. Yeah, I think, Although no I doubt think they, they have are, to pay anyway. They are something to work uh, with the BBC. Yeah, so the BBC yeah. does things, have a finger in, in the pie. Well, it's, the, yeah, it's not the BBC, it's the commercial arm of the BBC. Ah, hmm. That's why it has adverts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a bit strange. Which is why BBC America has ITV stuff. Yeah. Hmm, I didn't know that. Yeah, because they're free to buy anything they want. They're not strictly mm, BBC. Yeah. They, they've licensed the name effectively. I think, yeah, I think they get first refusal... Maybe, I don't know how it works, but yeah. yeah. So they run things like Primeval and yeah. stuff mm -hmm. like that. Oh, speaking of Primeval, and um, somebody... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> damn you! Damn you all to hell! <laughs> no, I couldn't help but pick up on... Um, whose feedback was it about throwing socks at any Primeval fans who are around? <laughs> oh, I forget yes. who that was. Uh, mm. Podcast two ago, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as long as they're clean and laundered, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> any addendums? Um... Well, I think it's an addendum that you know. The uh, Finally, the second Doctor role-playing <laughs> book is finally out. Indeed. In hardback, in hardback. Yeah, the second Doctor source book from Cubicle yes. 7, yes. the RPG game. I the, have it, I do. The last I heard, the third Doctor was one was with the BBC. Okay, yeah, so I looked still... when that arrived and it still wasn't available to buy as PDF, let yeah, alone Yeah, it's still, still stuck with the BBC at the moment. Right. Okay. How regularly are they being released? <sighs> from the second Doctor I think it's once every 
three months, is it? Mm. Oh, more than that. It was this hardback's meant to be out two months ago. Yeah. So yeah. it's been delayed even beyond the delays it really had. Yeah. Yeah. It's about every six months at the moment. They, they are, they <laughs> Literally. Are, they are notoriously um, slow. I think there are, are justifiable reasons why they are notoriously slow. It's not that they, they make um, random dates. Oh, it's, okay. Oh, no, I'm mm. sure they don't want to be this slow. Yeah. They, they're having to deal with the BBC. Yeah. Have you had a look at the first Doctor one so far? Or I, have, I, I have, have the first, the first Doctor and the second Doctor in PDF form. Oh, okay. I'm going to wait until the price drops before I go mm. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about £23 yeah. in hardback. Mm. So give it about a year, they might be mm. a yeah. more comfortable price. Yeah, yes. a bit more amenable. Huh. Yeah, but the PDFs, as I said, are fantastic because it gives a little plot synopsis of each of the main stories from, from the shows. TV okay. stories, yeah. It's all, it's all canon, so it's all Ooh, everything, okay. that's been, everything that's been broadcast. You have the little plot synopsis, character references for the major players of those, so you've got sort of character stats, and then at least three alternative stories spinning off from this story. So you got nice. so you can actually if you wanted you could play this story and three sequels. Oh, okay. So it's very good, very comprehensive. Sounds fun, yeah. And I would recommend it for even if you're not a, a role player. Mm, yeah. And the price mm. comes down. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're pretty good value for what they for are. What they are hard down, good value. Okay. They put a lot of work into them. Oh, yeah. Mm. And what I, I do like is the first two are black and white. The rest oh, are going to be in colour. Hopefully. So, yeah, the figures that does. Yeah. yeah. Are they they're going to be 525 American conversions? <laughs> yeah, they are. yeah, I think so. The line reading, yeah. Oh, recolorized. <laughs> yep. That's the next book. Yes. <laughs> uh, another quick addendum is we finally have the soundtracks for The Snowmen and The Doctor, The Widow and oh, The Wardrobe yes, coming yes, out. Yes, that's it, yes. I think they're actually on the same box, they aren't are, they? The same box one, set. Yeah, one disc. You flip over the cover if you want. Yeah. The Snowmen, or for whatever reason, you might want to have The Doctor, The Widow and The Wardrobe on the front cover. <laughs> may, may want Ooh. people not to nick it when you're not looking. Maybe, yeah, Ooh. true. <laughs> a much, a much maligned special episode. ever. <laughs> <laughs> much maligned Bill Bailey. <laughs> underused, underused. Yeah, that drew out on 21st of October 2013. Any more No. Nope. And so endeth the news. Ladies and gentlemen, as part of our ongoing series of trials, we now come to the trial of the Seventh Doctor. To wit and to woo. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) we focus our attention particularly on Remembrance of the Daleks. Be upstanding for the judge, please. Welcome, my fat. No, sorry. Emperor <laughs> <laughs> Nero! Right, be seated. Thank you. Now, could I have the um, honourable members of the court for the defence to mm-hmm. present their case? Where to begin? It, this is clearly a classic, and there's a very good reason why we voted this as our favourite story of the McCoy era. <clears throat> it Objection. is the greatest of Objection. them all. Mm, ob- objection upheld. Um, we, yeah, didn't, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we didn't all vote for this as our greatest. All of us here did, I believe. <laughs> yes. Mm. Minor technicality. You are actually fabricating the truth. There was a split. I would like to point out to the judge that there was a dissension vote. 
This is, in fact, the only story of the all the Doctors where everybody but one voted. It had the most votes of any other story. But anyway, mm, to the particulars out, of it. Just out of curiosity, who was the uh, dissenting vote? That would have been Jean Riddler Ooh. with her battlefield. Bot- mm. Voted for battle. <laughs> uh, mm. But we have the beginning of a new era for the Seventh Doctor particularly. Yeah, the slightly ropey first season. They weren't quite sure of the tone. McCoy himself wasn't entirely happy the way his Doctor was written. And here is when the fight's back truly began. We have the beginnings of the manipulative Doctor. The Doctor is in control. And this story in particular is the first for a long time, really, where the Doctor's come in and it's all been set up by him. The entire story is the doings of the Doctor from the off. And it dates way back if you believe the story, to the first Doctor. This being for the 25th year, 25th season of Doctor Who, they thought, what a good idea, we could tie it in with the history. And here we are back in 1963, just after the Doctor had disappeared, well, kidnapping those two school teachers. And uh, it picks the story up straight from there, with a the hand of Omega, which he left behind. Shitty beer. That's a bit strange, it's <laughs> a bit careless. But no, he left it for a reason. That's always puzzled me. It's the hand of Omega. No, not the fist Not the fist of Omega. <laughs> something entirely different. I assume that was a metaphorical name. Yes, I think his official name was the Stenner Manipulator. Or mm-hmm. Yes. That's it. It wasn't an actual hand of Omega. Well, remote. Remote. You're right, Stenner Manipulator, yes. yes. It wasn't you get a- the R's in there. Yes, you don't want to be too close to a black hole when it blows up. <laughs> no. As somebody found out, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it wasn't actually Omega's hand. It would no. have been rather invisible. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also, this is the first story proper for Ace as a companion. Okay, she was there at the end of the last season, but she wasn't the full companion back then. Now she is, and a breath of fresh air, I think, after Mel, who was getting better, you have to say, but... Scream and scream and scream. But Ace does have a lot to do in this story. Yes. She's a big part of the story. A thoroughly modern sort of companion. Yeah. Who would fit in right in today's Doctor Who, really, in many ways. More hands-on companion. Someone I beg your pardon. Look good in uh, those stockings, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and it's nice to see her react to the world around her, so there's mm, elements Well, of... she takes a more active role anyway she, you know, whereas um, you know, Mel she was very passive at times you know, sort of just stood there and screamed a bit hyperactive <laughs> but yeah. yeah when it counted she, she just <laughs> melted screamer. Yeah, like, like a biscuit that had been dunked <laughs> <laughs> enough of her relationship with the sick doctor <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so she was taking you know, a much more of a hands-on role anyway. So it was just the way she was laying into the Daleks with her baseball bat. Yeah. And the, Nitro 9, of course, which is a very dangerous thing to do. Carry around explosives in your backpack. Yeah. But there we go. But Seven Doctor didn't mind. No, no, he, he pretended to complain. But, but the, this story is continuity done well. Yes. This, it's not too heavy. You've got elements of Totter's Lane, Cold mm-hmm. Hill School. You're They're using the this, form and misspelling. That's it, yeah. They've got uh, the, the setting is just the, the background pieces, and then mm. you've, you've got the odd Quatermass reference in there. Yes, yep, yep. Uh, you, you've got the progression of the Dalek storyline as well. Mm. So they've evolved from Revelation. There's a bit of a war going on. Yes. Yep. It just so happens they're both after the same thing, mm-hmm. which the Seventh Doctor isn't expecting. Mm-hmm. So although he's manipulative, it's nice to see him improvise as he's yes. going along. So he's not in complete control. Also, of course, famously, we have a levitating Dalek in the cliffhanger of episode one. That was a bit of a brown trouser moment for the Doctor, I do believe. Yeah. Brown trouser moment for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> 
Th- this was the moment when I became a Doctor Who fan. Oh, really? Indeed. I was watching this about midnight when I was eight yeah. years old, coming back from my dad's band practice. And I took it to bed with me, obviously dreamt about it. No nightmares. Keith. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it plagued me the next day at school as well. And I didn't mention it until we got into the dinner hall. And mm-hmm. then it was just the talk of the dinner hall. Everyone trying to work out how he'd get out of the cliffhanger. Okay. And up until that moment... Yeah, I don't think the kids had discussed Doctor Who over lunch before, so... Yeah, oh, really? Okay, yeah. It was definitely a, a high-quality production. It was. I think a lot of people responded to it very well. It did have some a good... beginning of a new season, of course. Yeah, it, it opened it with a bang, and, and yeah. Remembrance Literally. is really... Yeah, Remembrance is really silver ne- nemesis done better we didn't yeah. really need silver nemesis in, in yeah, there as well later in the season yeah yeah does the uh prosecution want to uh pitch uh, in the here prosecution we... has a few observational points on mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. the case for the um case for the prosecution uh, i would say that this is the thin edge of the wedge the yes it is spectacular but this mm-hmm. is the first time this plot is used Right. It is used again, as you have just pointed out in Silver Nemesis, and again in oh god, the Psychic Circus one. The Doctor manipulating, yes, pulling yeah, the not, strings, income. Uh, no I mean, MacGuffin. The, in the, the amount, yeah, it 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 gets overused. The the floating Dalek is not the first time we've seen not a floating strictly, Dalek. Strictly, we had a floating Dalek in Planet of the Daleks, the John Pertwee episode, where it floated up the chimney on the gravity disc. So oh. I'm sorry, this is not a groundbreaking revelation. <laughs> I, I, it's been done before. It is boring. It is old. And the floating Dalek, you can definitely see the piece of fishing wire connecting <laughs> the eye stalk so the head would move. <laughs> Only on modern DVDs. <laughs> and, and talking of special effects... Is the BBC made of money? Can it arbitrarily waste its cameras in detonating explosions that sets <laughs> off every fire alarm in the east end of London, <laughs> causing the public to uh, get the fire station and the army? It caused an army. This, this if you can cast your mind back, was the period of the IRA. And, of course, the entire forces would turn up when there's an explosion in central London. Mm. You're right. The special effects were so good (laughs) that the BBC went to the trouble of building an entire shuttlecraft and dangling it off a crane instead of using model shots. Mm. Yeah. Famously, the explosion clears, or the smoke clears, and these Daleks come trundling out, seen by the fire brigade or wherever it was. (laughs) Yes. So so not only do we have to have the... um, the bill from the fire brigade, the bill from the army, you also have to have the bill from the laundry. <laughs> How would you feel if you've got a bunch of Daleks coming to it? It's definitely brown drowser time. That's how awesome it is. <laughs> One definite plus is the uh, inclusion of Michael Sheard. In fact, yeah. looking at Remembrance of the Daleks, I don't think there's a single bad actor in there. I think they're all cast incredibly well. Yeah. So well, in fact, that the the group, the Countermeasures group, yep. are now back in Big Finish form. That's right, their own spin-off series. You know, it's a classic story if they have uh, a Big Finish spin-off from that <laughs> one story. Jago yes. and Lightfoot, now Countermeasures. And uh, we have to um, point out that, yes, there's lots of lovely film and period filming. Mm. 
except for a certain cartographic anomaly. Well, occasionally Abyss of the Future bleeds through. <laughs> <laughs> it's to be expected. Could you elaborate on this? Well, there, uh, I think it's the uh, Seventh Doctor that actually points out he's out as wandering on the streets looking for cartographic anomalies, i.e. modern office buildings that have appeared <laughs> in the background of, of various... Uh, I mean, yes. it is so bad that they have to have an actual character draw attention to the fact that you can't get escape <laughs> from how much London has shifted from the 1960s. <laughs> but the Doctor does state in the story that the Daleks' time travel is particularly crude and nasty. Yeah. It's not a professional job. <laughs> yeah, time travel no. would have done it much better. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. And, of course, they use the most uh, sophisticated and electronic technology. Yep. A plasma globe. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like at, a plasma globe to us. But. <laughs> at the time, and at the only other place I'd seen one in 1988 would have been the Science Museum. <laughs> mm. Admittedly, I have one at home now. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I've got two. It doesn't travel in time, though. No. I'm trying. I'm tr- yeah, I'm willing the thing. It's perfect if you've got, you got plungers for hands. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the, the, the over-reliance on the question mark... The little business card. Oh, oh yes. yes. One throwaway yes. gag. Um, there's not the one throwaway gag. I mean, there is multiple... Can we describe them as kisses to the past? Or would it be full-on Frenchies? <laughs> well, there was the, the French Revolution book. The French Revolution book, and now the beginning of an exciting, uh, an exciting new science fiction programme <laughs> called Dot. Well, you know, it's, 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 there, there is tips to the past, but like I said, this is full-on Frenchies. <laughs> <laughs> it was done quite well, I thought. But anyway, also the entire basis of the story was uh, very current then, and as it is now, I suppose. Unfortunately, the whole racism angle with yeah. the two Daleks fighting each other, and even going so far as to have the uh, Missy Smith, the owner of the B and B, with uh, the sign "No Coloreds," which I thought was uh, quite nicely done. It wasn't overstated, as uh, would often be the case in old Who. It's like Green Death, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a cameo from Jeffrey out of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yes, in the cafe. Mm. In fact, even Kef McCulloch has one of his better days in this story. His yeah. music is not as distracting. No, it's and not that's a of compliment. the period, clearly, yeah. but it, it, it suggests does seem danger. Yeah. But again, we have this revolutionary new look at the Doctor. They, they try to add the mystery to the Who. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, yeah, reinvented yeah. him. The Castmail Master Plan yeah, is now yeah, called. But, but uh, at some point in time, like I said, thin end of the wedge, at some point in time they would have had to have explained, revealed... No. What was going on? Well, at Hooverville uh, a couple of weeks back, Andrew Cartmel was there, and during his interview, he was saying that they would never have revealed it. Mm. They would have deliberately kept it ambiguous forever. Otherwise, what's the point? You just sort of. So, so you, you forever you get this hint, but no payoff. Yes. Yes, you never get yeah, that. That's long not very satisfying. Well, what can you do? If you put more mystery in only to solve it, then you're back at square one. Mm, what do you do? Exactly. Exactly. That, that is, thank you. You have made my point <laughs> for me. <laughs> one notable point is that this was the first Doctor Who story to be transmitted in stereo, and I came digital stereo oh, at the was time. It? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The monumental episode yes. in so many ways. Only a couple of years for the end. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it, it 
was the beginning of how things could have changed. That's it. Yes. That's it. It was spectacular. It was wonderful. Just a shame nobody was watching. Yeah. Well, they know. did watch that particular story. I think it suffered next year. I think it suffered the year, uh, the episode of the story afterwards. Happiness Patrol. Happiness Any Patrol. Any wonder yeah. why? <laughs> but unfortunately, that's not the one that's on trial. That's no, it. no. Thank Good goodness. Reason. That'd be hard to defend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's and got, out of interest, part one, 5.5 million, part two, 5.8 million. You then dropped off from three and four bits, but 5.1, 5.0 million. For the time, wasn't great, but... Uh, Actually, the BBC would kill for those figures now. Yeah. <laughs> Doc 2 does get those sort of figures now, yeah. more than that, but uh, yeah. Anyway, also I would submit that history has proven that it's rather difficult to write a good Dalek story. Oh, yes. Most uh, of them tend to be rather forgettable. Uh, or cringeworthy, Daleks I imagine. Daleks or not, is a great story. I would submit it's probably the greatest Dalek story. And for the most part, they're not relying on Danvros throughout the story. No, he spoilers here clearly, but he turns <laughs> up right at the very end, yeah, as himself, just really to rant a bit and to be uh, all but killed off. That's he it. clearly escapes. He mm-hmm. escapes, but and the renegade Daleks don't even have a leader; just the black Dalek. Yeah, and the little girl in the chair. Well, that, that's that's another thing. The, the there is a line that Sylvester, uh, the Seventh Doctor, says that this only distori- uh, disorientates them. What do you expect me to do then? Talk to them sternly? Which is exactly what he does in the climax. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Destroys them with logic. That's how powerful he is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's climactic simply for the fact that he destroys Scaro. Or rather, lets Davros destroy Scaro for him. Yes. Tricks him. Yes. If he'd been a nicer chap, Scar would still be around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not fried. Right, ladies and gentlemen of the court, prosecution and the defence, you have both presented very interesting cases. For the defence, as you say, it is a classic a classic episode. One that is, you could say, one of the defining episodes of Sylvester McCoy's tenure as a doctor. Even though there was only one dissenting vote, yes, even though she is not here at the moment... <laughs> That must be sort of taken into account. As for the actual characters, yes, um, well, Mr. Bronson from Grange Hill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, sans toupee, yes. <laughs> That was one of the main, the main sticking points. One of the main remembering points of the uh, of <laughs> those. Bit, mm, yes, very much so. <laughs> and of course, 1963, which was, which ties in with the uh, prosecution's points about, well, his full-on Frenchies <laughs> to the past. Yes. yes, to the past. And as you say, the BBC announcer stating that there is a brand new TV show about to start about a traveller's adventures in time and space. And that I must concur with the prosecution. <laughs> yes, yeah, so one too many tip, tips of the hat. However, I must say, Ace's first first story, and she, as I said previously, she is a much more full-on assistant. Mm. Yeah, sort of not afraid, you know, not afraid to take risks, and you know, sort of stand up to um, well, what she saw initially as some very daunting monsters. Daleks going upstairs, both the prosecution and the defence pose very interesting cases. As the prosecution stated, a brown trouser moment uh, for the Doctor, seeing that his, his arch-nemeses were able to propel themselves unaided. Except for the little bit of fishing wire. <laughs> <laughs> upstairs. And it was also mentioned the explosion, which which the defence and the prosecution have both covered in great detail. Whereas the explosion was very pivotal to see um, a souped-up Dalek, I do believe is the correct term. Rambo. Rambo, Rambo Dalek. Dalek yes. Yes. Going for a Burton, as the saying goes. <laughs> but as the prosecution states, it was a moot indiscriminate given in those pot- you know, potentially sort of politically sensitive times. 
As to the actual military presence during the episodes, this could be a harbinger and a forerunner of a um, unit. Mm, yes, indeed. Now, and as for the prosecutions, uh, stating about temporal anachronisms. Yes, the bench must agree in that in that particular case, where the uh, especially the scene in the graveyard, modern apartment blocks, yeah, can be seen in the background, and this is a glaring anachronism. And the plasma globe, um, <laughs> off off the shelf special effects, would you say? I definitely concur there, my lord. Sagacity. <laughs> no currying to the bench, thank you. <laughs> I uh, apologise, your supreme jam roly poliness. <laughs> <laughs> and the Daleks fac- factions fighting each other. That has been covered in Doctor Who as well, yes, on numerous occasions. Especially the, the so-called racial purity of the Daleks. Blobs. Blobs, yes. Bionic blobs with bits added. <laughs> <laughs> However, in summing up, I must state that, indeed, this is a very pivotal episode, and one that sort of does stand head above and shoulders above any Dalek uh, stories in the entire sort of classic Who pantheon. So, in this case, I must find in favour of the defence. Oh, yeah, of course you must. Well deserved. <laughs> no one mentioned Will Barrow Daleks. Yeah, sure. Wobbly Daleks. Wibbly, wobbly, 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 wobbly. Oh, I should have mentioned Davros's role on deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> As we have done in the last couple of episodes, I think a summing up of the Sylvester McCoy era. Okay, nearer two halves, I would say. Yeah, indeed. You, you've certainly or got a the third, f- two thirds. Uh, yeah, two <laughs> thirds. You've certainly got the first season where he was finding his feet, finding out how to play it. Yeah, it's a bit of a pick and mix of yeah. a season, isn't it? Yeah. They're not quite sure what the story should be. Andrew yeah. Cartmel's just coming on, but doesn't quite know what he JNT's expecting yeah. of him. Yeah, and lots of stories were held Ooh. over. From yeah, they're all they're already pre-written. Basically. Yeah, Time and yeah. the Rani and yeah. Paradise Towers are both Colin Baker stories. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, have you um, read Script Doctor? No, but it's been republished. Hasn't it's been it? republished. I've got a co- I've got the original copy, yeah. and it's his Andrew Cartmel's time on the show. Yeah, and yeah, he he is very critical of his own first season, the 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 first Sylvester season. Yeah, I don't think he can take too much blame. Yeah. No, that, really. no, can't but, be too harsh on himself. Yeah, even having said that, there are certain things in Sylvester's performance certainly time in the Rani again he's got no idea how to play it when he's running away the almost Chaplin-esque yeah. s- skipping around the corners mm-hmm. worthy and, of Troughton yeah and yeah. Um, <laughs> Dragonfire he's the only one who's acting mm-hmm. everyone else is walking along normally they're meant to be in an, uh, a frozen zone and yeah. he's sliding along <laughs> yeah. and there's one scene where he just he suddenly as if he's almost slipped over and disappears out of shot yeah. so yeah. even when he didn't know where he was going He's acting. You, you can yeah. definitely see the Seventh Doctor coming into his own in oh, Dragonfire. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Certainly the, I think it was his audition speech, the crazy paving speech, farewell to uh, Mel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That ha- definitely has overtones to it. Yeah. Mm. There was stuff from his first season I quite enjoyed. I quite liked Delson Bannermen. Uh, I used to like uh, Paradise Towers. The child I haven't watched it in years. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, after talking about Remembrance of the Daleks, the Daleks turning me into a fan I was Mm -hmm. scared witless by uh, the cleaners the year before and it was because of the cleaners I stuck with the series yeah yeah. and uh, came over and saw the, the next series with the Daleks. Yeah. So, yeah, if it wasn't for Paradise Towers, mm. I don't know if I would have stuck with it. 
with it. So yeah. let, then we come to the second season. Oh, Sylvester's second season. Yeah. They've got more of an idea of where they're going. Yes. It's the introduction of the Cartmel master plan, as you yeah. said, which was never really told to anyone. I think it was him, Ben Arnovich, and... Mark Platt? Mark Platt, who sort of got together and, and hammered this out. Yeah. It's still a pretty good season. There, there's some uh, ropey bits in there, there but are some even ropey. Happiness Patrol is ha- a political satire. Happiness mm. Patrol is, as you said, is a political satire, and strangely enough, looks a hell of a lot better when watched in black and white. It does, yeah. Oh, black and yeah, white. It's too much pink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. it's got more... Well, of a, yeah, it's very true, yeah. It's got more of a film noir mm-hmm. feel to it. You can slant your TV at a weird angle, yeah. and it looks so much better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But even then, you know, at the time, didn't really come across. But looking back, there was some political... Mm. Allo- what's the word I'm looking at? Allegories? Allegories, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I wasn't yeah. too sure about Fifi, though. <laughs> no, and Bertie Bassett, uh, people yeah, oh, yes. about. I just found Bertie Bassett rather, well, annoying. Yeah. Well, again, uh, Bertie Bassett, unfortunately, is limitation. It's Doctor Who, it has to have a monster. And that was the limitations of the production and the design. Mm. In its defence, in its defence, though, the Candyman was exactly what an eight-year-old needed oh, yeah. to imitate in the school playground. So no, maybe. At the time, so reading, reading the Target novelisation, it's not Bertie Bassett. No. It's, it comes across to something completely different. It's almost mm. human-like. Yeah. Yeah, but I just found the Candyman a rather, well, risable. I'm, I'm, I'm not denying that. I, and that so, uh, I just found this, this voice very sort of shrill and very yeah. grating. Absolutely. Apparently yeah. the actor had his teeth chained together for the part <laughs> as well. Yeah, chained together? Yeah, chained. yeah, run along the top of each uh, teeth so he couldn't open his mouth properly. Oh, OK. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if you can see it even remastered. But put, put some, put, pull the guy through some torture. Yeah. Yeah, unnecessary. Mm. Oh, <laughs> I mean, the, the costume enough was torture, those yeah. metal um, bands and everything. <laughs> yeah. And not being able to walk. Also, right at the end, we get the master back again, which yes. we hadn't seen for quite a while by that point. Yeah. But he's a better version of his master. It's, That's the best version of his yeah. master. Mm. It's not absolutely a, as only usually played. I mean, sort of up the level somehow. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, oh, 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 yeah. oh, doctor, you have been yeah. naive. Yeah. It's as if he'd gone up to match the new doctor's mm. steeliness and uh, yeah. darkness. And yeah. But also, I think having to point out, I know this is the next season again, the last season, effectively. Mm. But the, that was full of some gems uh, battlefield is flawed but still very good it's, it's very the, good it's the production itself yeah. that's flawed. Mm. It's, it's curse of fenric that's very ghost light yeah i know you don't <laughs> but if you look at it if you if you take sylvester's section as a whole there is an, a story arc there for ace yeah it was yeah. so subtle that you didn't notice it the first companion to have a story arc yeah this is I it think. even going to grady show in the galaxy yeah. was her fear of clowns yeah. and so he's taking her it's just said taking her along to various things that frightened her trained her it's mm. almost as if he recognised Fenric in her in Dragonfire and that's why he changed yeah. his operation and then set about releasing her so to speak yeah. and even in Silver Nemesis you've got the little chessboard sections yes. so. yeah. there are plot lines that is almost worthy of JMS yeah, yeah, he's not bit, to that sort of level, but yeah, not to that level. But he's he's been the greatest plot line or a plot hinter that I know of. Yes, oh yeah. And as I said, this I would say comes up or is at least up to that level. Okay. So by the end of uh, 
Sylvester McCoy's tenure, you, you feel you know less about the Doctor, but far more about the Companion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's definitely true, yeah. It's sort of a precursor for the new series. It's definitely. been said before. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As I said just during the court case, it was just beginning to get back how it used to be. How it was fantastic, brilliant. It's just a shame no one was watching. Yeah. And the budget had been successively slashed. Yeah. Mm. The episodes have been slashed as well since yeah. Colin Baker's time and etc. etc. And yeah. it was put up against Coronation yeah. Street. Yeah. They really yeah. had it in for the oh, series. Oh, God, yeah. Mm. yeah. They did, yeah. I would say about Sylvester McCoy, I mean, he was very much a doctor of contradictions. Oh, yeah. On one hand, he was trying to be the avuncular figure, being sort of bluff, very genial with Ace and uh, the other companions. But on the other hand, he could be very tetchy, sort of very irascible, and like um, Colin Baker, trying to con- yeah, convey the alienness of the doctor yeah. as well. But I think mm. instead of making him as Colin, as we discussed last time, as Colin did, or as he was told to do, making the doctor thoroughly unlikable, it was still a very much a likable figure. Oh, very much so. Yes. Mm. He went almost the other way, didn't he? He started off as a comical figure yeah. and went darker, whereas mm, Colin Baker yeah. was dark and was and trying to, to become to light, uh, yeah. a lighter mm-hmm. figure. Yeah. Which yeah, clearly so it was the wrong way around in mm. retrospect. Yeah. As they gradually toned down Sylvester's character, the seventh doctor, he became a stronger character. Oh, God, yeah. 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 And I mm-hmm. think we should also sort of look over just briefly J and T's. Right. Yeah, this is the end of the classic Who now. Yeah. yeah, we've done the classic Doctors. Obviously, we've got McGann, which yeah. is something separate. This is the end of classic now. The, who. the reason the reason I would like to cast a, a spotlight on J and T is because he's a naughty boy. He is a naughty boy. <laughs> he's a very to, naughty man. To my mind, he's the first of the modern producers of uh, of of Who. I don't know. Yeah, maybe because he unlike Graham. Williams are Philip Hinchcliffe during their tenure of the show they were unknown okay but during the te- uh, J&T's tenure of the show, he was as a bigger star or certainly got as many interviews as the stars. As we are yeah. seeing with, as we saw with Russell T. Davis and as we are seeing with... Um, Moffat. M- uh, Steve yeah. Moffat. For 10 years, he actively promoted the show yeah. more than any other person at the BBC and yeah. fought against what the BBC were doing. I think certainly when he started, he was a breath of fresh air for the show. Oh, completely. If you look, yeah. Yeah. At the '79 season and then the '80 season, yeah. it's all. I know it's it is two different decades, but it is this. It's <laughs> yeah. as if there's it's ten years. Apart, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's as if there is ten years between Horns and Nymon and Leisure Hive. Yeah, that's they it. are. Mm. So at the time, he was correct for the show. Yes, he stayed too long. Yes, he made a few bad decisions. He I did. personally, I think he should have left when Davison left. Because a lot of people forget that he was there years before. Oh, he, he was in the background. Producer. Yes. Mm. Oh, yeah. He yeah, was a, a floor manager. He'd worked his way up. He was a floor manager yeah. on quite a few shows. I think it's far back as Space Pirates I or something. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so he clearly he had a love for the show. Oh, yeah. He stuck with it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And he did engineer himself into that role somehow. And then yeah. he was forced to stay year after year. And maybe that's why... He let Andrew Cartmel and people like that make the changes they wanted to because it needed to have a fresher yeah. look, and he couldn't do it anymore. Well, as, just, mm. as, as you said, I think uh, it was on the last podcast that he effectively had no input in the show itself, yeah. promoting the show, but the he had a lot of work. But the making of the show, yeah, he wasn't overly interested in, or that's why we uh, it got so bad with um, Eric Sayward. Eric Sayward. Yeah. 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 
they, everyone learnt some lessons there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. those yeah. two really hated each other by the end. Uh, <laughs> oh, certainly, certainly. Yeah. It's often been like that. Uh, back in Third Doctor's era, Barry Letts and uh, Terence Dix, they were a very similar relationship. They, they didn't fall out of anything. They were very good friends. But it was he was producer, Barry Letts, yeah. and uh, Terence Dix ran the scripts. and They worked together, but... And they would challenge similar. each other at yeah. the same time. Yeah. So I think it was quite similar to how it ended up with J&T and Cartner at the yeah. end. He was a bit distracted with the, the convention circuit. Yeah, that's and, right. You know, he, did, he, did, he did a hell of a lot to promote the show and yeah. set a few things up but as I say I'm not too sure how well that was with the production of the show mm. yeah and I mean even down to the stunt casting that's still done today in the new series more sort of in the Russell T Davis yeah. era yeah so, yeah, certainly some of the producers have learnt what to and not to do. Yeah, I think, and it's another thing that struck me as I was thinking about this. Even now, who is the only show where we know who the producer is? Hmm. Pretty much. It's you tell me UK programme. Yeah, it's only UK. I mean, one. you tell me who the producer of, of Casualty is at the moment. Who's the oh, producer of East End? You've got to look it up. You <laughs> yeah. can't say it's bam, bam. You can't. All, all, all I can tell you is that Graham Harper is directing an episode of Casualty. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's just a shame Fake Keith isn't here because when you, when you mentioned EastEnders, we could have gone off into. I know. A, I know. That's, you might know. that's the reason why mm. I mentioned yeah. it. So you don't, she's not here, and you can't go off on an EastEnder rant. <laughs> no, JNT was not the showrunner in the same way that modern no, executive no. producers are. No, but you're right in that he did used to court publicity in much the same yeah. way that he's, he's, Russell T did. He's the first one who went out and courted publicity yeah uh, maybe to, not because he need, he wanted to because he had to to get the yeah, show oh, to survive yeah, yeah that, that could be it because it was in such dire straits with the management Within, of the BBC yeah, he had to yeah. this is the other thing he wasn't going. just there for the good times he was there to defend it whether yes. it was going on talk shows on television yeah. And, yeah. and really getting the, laid the, into for his well, decisions uh, what is it? Um, yeah all the Colin Baker era and the hiatus yeah. and everything and he must have had a lot of bad time yeah Absolutely. oh yeah he stuck with it yeah a lot of people complain about his time and there are some problems with it there are some problems but, with it, but like, like I said he had a lot it, of commitment it's a lot of commitment it's and it started off so wonderfully yeah when, when, when you look at them when you compare them yeah. and it ended wonderfully Hopefully, yes. yes. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. So, certainly yeah. the last season of Sylvester's sagged in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Which is unfortunate. As life. Well, what is it? It's fifteen years. Ten, fifteen years. What's Ten that? years as producer. Ten years as producer. Yes. Yeah. No matter what you do, you're going to get some form of fatigue. Yeah, and it yeah. only sagged around the Eric Saywood problems. Yes. Yes. Well, as we've discussed, I don't think he had a good choice of the background people mm. that he chose to support him. Certainly during that period. Maybe he wasn't given much of a choice. I don't don't, know he may not much. have been. Yeah, yeah. We don't know. Maybe, maybe if they just worked. Yeah. together better yeah. You, yeah you don't know what was going on behind the scenes or above the scenes yeah that <laughs> that's one. true of today of course given the number yeah. of uh, producers we've got through yeah. in recent years with yes. Moffat yes. Yes. the rumours going around about some of the problems behind the scenes there but <laughs> yeah these things only come to light years after, don't oh, they? Oh, yeah. So, hence that book. What was the one? <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Because, of course, that's the other thing. He's still making publicity today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One way or another. The Life and Scandalous yes. Times mm, at JNT, mm. which yes. I now Copy have. Yeah. I, had, I had to cancel it on Amazon and order it from eBay. Because oh, oh, I've really? been waiting since May Ooh. or yeah. April. Yeah. Yeah. And it arrived two days later. Oh. Squee! <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to borrow that. Oh, indeed. I'm going to probably read the whole thing on holiday and <laughs> you can have it. 
<laughs> Summing up. Well, this was my era of Who. This yeah, is what I grew um, up with. I think mm. me too, pretty so much. It was it was certainly the beginning. Cut off too short, but it was the beginning of another golden age. And it was. Everything yeah. was working. Everything was going right. It was very much a renaissance of Doctor Who. Yes. But unfortunately, as you know, people keep saying, it was too much, but too late. Yeah. Mm. The show needed refreshing. Yes. By 1979, it needed to know how to handle its finances. Mm. And right. one man came in and gave it a fresh new look. Yeah. As I think some of the reports that he thought of branding mm-hmm. hence the question marks yeah yeah, yeah. which was yay or better or worse yes yeah. not quite sugar puffs from the Cushing <laughs> films but <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah it was certainly hints or they were attempting to find their way to the modern era which we have now they were getting there yeah it would have been mm. interesting if it had continued another 10 years how it would have evolved over that time mm. how long JNT would have stayed on yeah and most of the classic doctors either had a change of producer through their run yeah but this was a man that stuck through four doctors the end of mm. tom baker peter davison colin baker sylvester mccoy he stuck for four yeah. Yeah. plus he cast a uh, hundle first doctor yes he did <laughs> yeah. whereas if you, if you look back tom baker obviously a longer span had hinchcliffe then graham williams pert we had uh, barry letts and someone else right at the beginning didn't yeah. he mm. but yeah the producers do change yeah. quite regularly yeah. usually with their doctor and he stayed for all four so that's a testament really <laughs> yeah we don't mind a bit of saggy in the middle no, no we can live with saggy <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> And now, dear listeners, for your delight and delectation, we introduce a thoroughly stimulating round of a new game called Cheddar Gorge. which we have to speak one word at a time to carry on a sentence without end, without if we end, can, yes. of complete nonsense. <laughs> you want to start, then? Early. One. Christmas. Day. Thomas. The. Small. But. Cutely formed. Oh, there's two words. Oh, oh. Cutely. Enhanced. <laughs> Leg warmers. <laughs> With. A. Lot. Of. <laughs> um, <laughs> facial. Sausages. <laughs> what? Sausages? Are oh, those facial, facial sausages. sausages. Yeah. Mm. Said. Okay. Hi. My. Little. <laughs> mushroom. Has. Multi. Tasking. Elements. That. Glow. <laughs> happily. In. The. Light. Time. But. The. Green. Bogey. Of. Boris. <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> Hair. Peace. Fell. Over. Bowels. Of. Christmas. Excrement. <laughs> <Ugh>. Indeed. <laughs> Two minutes. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, I was stuck on excrement. <laughs> you choked. You choked on excrement again. Oh. Not again. <laughs> It's disturbing when that happens. Sorry, I thought the indeed was in, in, agreeing. Oh, dear me. Well, enough of that. Enough experiment. More than enough of that. More truly bizarre Cheddar Gorge next time. Definitely. We should definitely do that again. Right. We've been watching more TV. We have. We have. Indeed. A new series, at least for us on this side of the yes. pond. Mm-hmm. Yes. TV that you have seen first in America. Yes. Mm. 
It is Orphan Black. So, what is it about? An orphan? Ah, uh, well... It's not very clear. It's a ten-part yeah. series by BBC America. And mm. Canada. And, yeah, co-produced with Space, is it? I think so, yeah. Which is about a woman who finds multiple doppelgangers of herself after seeing one of them commit suicide in front of a train. Yes. Mm. And every so often through the episode, you're given another link or another clue yeah. that takes it in a completely different direction. So well, you're never quite sure what's happening, and then something else happens. The uh, the main... Is it Sarah? The main protagonist is going to look it up. I am going to look it up. The, the, our, our heroine. <laughs> all, um, too many of them, they're all confusing. Is, is an orphan. Mm. So is this serious? I mean, is it science fiction or more sort of this, fantasy this is the, horror? This is it. We're not too sure. We'll, we'll know more once we've so far they've only had two episodes Mm -hmm. and like I said our our protagonist Sarah has seen someone who commits suicide who looks remarkably like her now she's a foster uh, from a foster home don't know who her parents were don't Mm -hmm. know if she had any friends so it could be a twin and throughout the whole of the first episode we go proceeding on the premise that this other woman is a twin because Sarah's life is pretty scuzzy decides Mm -hmm. to adopt this other woman's life more importantly drain her bank account and then get out of Uh, there she technically Mm -hmm. rapes the course she runs off with her handbag Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and tries to adopt this other woman's life yeah so you could say it's an extreme form of identity theft yes exactly and then at the end of the first episode another identical person is suddenly introduced Ah. so we're not too sure whether it is the fact that she's a foster and she's actually triplets or something more darker is going on here Mm. could she be sort of mad or deranged could be she could she be mad deranged or a clone Mm-hmm. Back in mm. time, or yeah, exactly. well, 1973. Yeah. You, yeah, you don't know at the moment, so that that's so, what's intriguing about it. And um, as we meet different clones, we meet different clones with different nationalities. So there's a mm. German lady. There's German. I think there was one that looked. Uh, Sarah's British. Yeah. There's well, all Australian, depending on how her accent. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, there's two uh, Americans at the moment. I think. So these come these up. are all do- doppelgangers, then. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They know more than she does. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. aware of each other uh, or other we're, clones we're following the story from her point of view mm-hmm. yeah and they're all born within about a month according to their birth certificates yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't pick that up but yeah <laughs> various places around the world so this is it at the moment it's intriguing enough to making me want to come back and watch more I've seen it advertised or discussed a lot on the io9 website that's yeah. why I, I knew it was okay. out there it has Good finished in, in states it has got a second season it okay. has gone for a second season it's going to be a tough one to keep going would have thought we'll we'll, we'll see how it progresses yeah as i said two episodes in at the moment and i'm intrigued intrigued enough to put it on remind on the tivo keith suggested watching it and i completely forgot until friday night (laughs) when it was due on yeah and my dad suggested watching it so i sat there with him and my nan who is convinced (laughs) who has memory problems and uh, she does a little bit but not too much (laughs) but it was nice when she kept turning to us and saying I really have no idea what's going on that we could just agree with her (laughs) and the only awkward moment in the whole two episodes (laughs) was uh, I went 
to put the rubbish out because we'd had a nice takeaway and I looked through the window and I saw the sex scene on the yeah. kitchen table yeah. so yeah. I just waited a bit oh. longer. <laughs> there is there is there are some mature elements to it wow yeah. Yeah. a bit of side boob is better yeah, yeah, a bit of side yeah. a bit of side and buttocks and, oh you've uh, got buttocks yeah. drug of, of both sexes Drug running. Oh, there is well. still drug oh, yeah, in, in there. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely after the uh, nine pm watershed. Oh, yeah. Then yeah. Yeah. indeed, indeed. Mm-hmm. After the Nan watershed, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thoroughly enjoyable because I didn't quite know what was going no. on, and that's how I like my programs. This I don't it, yeah. want it spelled out to me. I want them to make it, me work for the, it. Yeah, there mm. is there is an element of work for it. You can't. You don't just sit there and get spoon fed. You play the detective. Yeah, she is. A drugs runner at the beginning of it. She does leave a little bit of a scuzzy life. She has stolen this other person's identity. A detective. Yeah, only yeah. to find that she's a cop. Ah, oh. exactly. <laughs> yeah, so she, she, she's faking that. She's faking the relationship with the boyfriend. She's faking getting money out of her bank account. Yeah. And I didn't fully pick up on the clone issue because the, the German one that gets shot with the hair tied yeah. back, it took me a while to realise it was another version of her. Yeah. yeah. She, so mm-hmm. the, the, her hair was dyed red. So it takes you a little... Oh. Right. Seconds mm-hmm. to done the special text, put this other woman in, another yeah. version of her, and you, it's quite well done, so you yeah. can't even tell. Yeah. Is it meant to be the same woman? And you That's can't it. tell. So, <laughs> the, the end of the third episode, there's another two of her have appeared. Third episode? Sorry, end of the second episode. Yeah. Another, t- <laughs> another two, out, two of her have appeared. Yeah, and they're being knocked off. Yeah, some, somebody mm. is bumping them off. Because mm-hmm. well, she finally meets the German version of herself, only to have her shot through the head in front of her, and then uh, mm-hmm. another couple of silent mm-hmm. hyper attacks. So there is yeah. another level in this that something's going on. The German had her apartment ransacked. Had hotel a, room, yeah. Sorry, a hotel room ransacked, because she has a briefcase full of what looked like blood samples. Mm-hmm. So to yeah. obtain this, she's also faking the German oh, lady. Yes, so yes. Yeah. she's taken on all these multiple personalities. It sounds very much like schizophrenia. Well, I mean, this mm. is it. This is if it's going on in her mm. own head. I assume it isn't, uh, I, which, I is assume yet, it isn't which has yet to be determined. Because yeah. the... Reset the, button. Yeah, well, the, <clears> the shop, the... Uh, soccer mum had the uh, football team that she was oh, dealing she did, with yeah yeah it's not, so, uh, it's not quite fight club yeah ones, but anyway <laughs> my theory at least is the initial premise i ever wrote it is just nature versus nurture yeah and from that they've spun off this story so i think at the end of the day it would be something about because all these clones assuming they're clones yeah are spread out over the world particularly the soccer mom yeah, yeah. Um, it's quite a different personality. Yeah, she was quite bitchy, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing that really made me thinking. Okay, if they're identical, somebody had deliberately split them up to see the effects of nature versus yeah. nurture. Mm. There's a lot of references to did you get the samples? Don't yeah. forget the blood and the hair, and even down to the title sequence. When I watched the second episode directly after the yeah. first, I saw yeah. the DNA change and I picked up stuff yeah. from the yeah. titles. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if even if it is all cloning, they wouldn't be the same person because okay. well, going back. To what you were saying about nature versus nurture mm-hmm. well all these various clones for want of a better term they'd be separated by um geographical distances yeah. yes deliberately so well that's it so each one of them will be influenced by their own particular set mm. of um, circumstances that's so, i think what the initial mm. experiment was probably yeah. about and something has gone wrong about it which yeah. is why mm. they're that's, now being killed off mm. why is it being closed down yes and do, do we think that maybe sarah is the control of the experiment Someone that's maybe. not involved mm. with the rest. Yeah, yeah. Not influenced. Yeah. Yeah. What, did yeah. the one who committed 
committed suicide deliberately mm. do it in front of her clone. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I don't know. A lot of people who listen to this right now know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've some yeah. complete idiots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, don't tell us what's happened, but by all means, just send us a letter laughing if, you, if we're completely <laughs> honest. <Yeah. laughs> but we've got eight more episodes it's to go, done, so there's yeah. a lot yet to find out. At, so at the moment, I am, I am, as I've kept repeating, I am intrigued enough to mark it on the TiVo to come back to watch more. Yeah. But that, that will still happen in the future. It continues its momentum. We'll see. To keep me entranced in the future is another matter. I have to say her friend, her foster brother, rather, is yes. a rather irritating character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Overly camp. Yes. Is mm. it a bad accent? <laughs> I don't even know. Is he actually British? I'm not even sure. Well, I, no, I, I don't. His accent was terrible. Yeah, yeah it does seem mm. to be. The both, they do both seem to go over the place slightly. Yeah, yeah. And again. Yes. He, he's incredibly sarcastic, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're staging a funeral at one point for her. It's a deliberately blasé. That's it. And on top of this, Sarah's got a daughter she doesn't see that's staying with what I thought was the mother originally. It's could, just could be a foster mother. Could Mrs. be a foster S. mother. Yeah. Mm. It is the the camp drug dealer guy? Is that a brother or a foster brother? I how, think he's, how is I that think he's a foster brother because she keeps hinting that she's going to run off with the daughter and him. Yeah, they're yeah. going to start alive together. Yeah, yeah. But no doubt, children will come into it as well. Yeah, the soccer mum presumably has children. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, our main character Sarah has children maybe there's some element here comparing the children how Good things ha- mm. how they're different, different parents yeah. different fathers but different father how they different yeah in conclusion intriguing yes. and crumbly yeah. uh, it's one to watch. enough to bring you back for more yeah, yeah it's, it's one to keep an eye on mm-hmm. certainly at the moment mm. but will it clash with shield next friday ah, ah. ah that's the question well that, i bet this is more of a nine o'clock job ah okay tivo 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 yeah. indeed And now, dear listeners, we have feedback for you. Oh, thank you. Yes. How thoughtful. Yeah. Dear Staggering Stories, hello to all of you, particularly... Oh, what? His gruesomeness, the head of Perth. Oh, oh, we haven't done. Oh, no. His dribbliness. Oh, we have committed a cardinal the sin. Glare, the part we raise are glazing down. He's upon flaring us. his nostrils. Oh, he yeah. almost doesn't recognise Crumbly. Yeah. No, oh, in a while, isn't it? He's staring right at me. He's wanting to know who the intruder is. <laughs> <laughs> intruder alert. Intruder alert. <laughs> danger. <laughs> Warning. <laughs> danger. Anyway, yes. Hello, hello head of Pertwee. Hello. Um, of the spot. ashes of Grunhild Nobnacker, uh, fascist spot Graham, bobble-headed Purcell, bobble-headed Purcell. <laughs> I wonder what he was calling that one. And you've also Sorry, got a mini Davros it. now, and uh, naughty waving Matt Smith, Filating, yes. Filating Idris. Oh, we didn't have to go there. Mm. But anyway, she we did. Oh, where was <laughs> well, it? With oh, naked yes. Tom Baker. This one, <laughs> this one is from Eleanor. Hello, Eleanor. 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 Dear Staggering Stories, hello to all of you, particularly his gruesomeness, the head of poetry. I bring greetings from the great southern land. It's been a while since I provided feedback, but I thoroughly enjoyed your discussion of Star Wars in episode 167. I re-watched all the movies recently, though not anything like chronological order. (laughs) I have mixed feelings about the movies to come. I grew up from about the age of seven and eight, reading the first wave of extended 
Extended Universe novels, and they're ah, very fond of them. Yeah. In particular, the Thorn books. Yes. Yeah, good That's choice. Really. Both the original tr- trilogy and the later duo. Yeah. And the X-Wing books. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the new movie will include Rogue Squadron. There is no sure. such thing as yeah. too much Wedge Antilles. <laughs> I, also wonder, I also wonder if they'll include Mara Jade, as she is one of my favourite Extended Universe characters. Mm. It was sad to hear the passing of A.C. Crispin. Yeah. Yeah. I need to acquire the first two Han Solo books so that I can reread them. I have only ever read them once, I think, but I remember a fascinating look at Han Solo's backstory from his childhood on Cruella through to his early days with the Rebel Alliance. Mm. Currently, I am enjoying Doctor Who Season 7 soundtrack. Yeah. I really can't get enough of Murray Gold's brilliant music. Mm. Particular favourites are Clara, The Long mm. Song, and Together Are Not At All, the song of Amy and Rory. Uh, yeah. I am also quite fond of A Secret He Will Take to His Grave, which draws on Murray's previous Galathrae themes, yep. which I have always loved. Yes. Toodles, Eleanor. Thank you, yeah. Thank, Thank you, you, Eleanor. I haven't got the seventh season soundtrack Haven't yet. you? I've heard the bits and pieces from the proms, and some of the bits there was in the proms, and yeah. I loved. Yeah. So it's only going to be a matter of time before I get it. Oh, I've got it. Everyone aboard. Yep. We have one here from Sandro. Hello, Hi. Sandro. Says, hello, fellow podcasters. Ooh. I am currently trying to rush into a car to travel to the other side of Australia. <laughs> okay, wow, it's quite a journey. Yeah, quite a hike, huh? Yeah. But I haven't sent in any feedback for quite a while, so I thought I might as well send some in now. Thank you. I just wanted to say thank you to you guys for making the last three years just a little bit better. Ah. Because, yes, this is true, I have been listening to staggering stories for exactly three years to oh, this day. Wow, stamina for you. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I should probably go now. I wish I could send you some real feedback. But anyway, time for a 24-hour car trip. Oh, blimey. Yeah. Good luck with mm. the car trip. Yes. And I'm surprised you haven't gone insane yet. I reckon <laughs> a big finish for the drive. Oh, definitely, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Sandro, Jeff. Thank oh, you, Sandro. I have one from AerialLion.com. Hello, AerialLion.com. And so it was, after a long, laborious searching through the TARDIS library, I heard a glittering golden flask hidden in the corner whispering, Staggering Stories Pilot Podcast. (laughs) Still groggy from the regeneration and needing piloting instructions to escape the centrifugal vortex, I drank deeply. (laughs) 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 You silly twisted person. The first draft was galingly bitter and I could taste it behind the sweetness of old friends from later years. And as I realise now, the main ingredient of the first would soon be gone in later podcasts. Mm-hmm. I let it go and moved on. <laughs> there, were no in- the yeah. <laughs> there were no instructions to escape the vortex, nor sign of pilot from Farscape. But as recall, returned what staggering stories would become to in-, in the ensuing six years. I settled in for an exciting adventure. Congratulations on six years of staggering excellence. <laughs> Once the wheat and chaff had been sorted. (laughs) (laughs) That was not me. (laughs) May you have 50 more, at which time I expect we'll all be in flasks of our own. (laughs) (laughs) For now, I'll settle for listening to you lot podcasting in your cups. 
Well done, <laughs> Ariel.com. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Ariel. That is a bit ropey, the, uh, the first oh, episode. Okay. Yes. I've listened to it. Pizza sauce, wasn't it, if I remember right? Weird what's, stuff. Along what's those lines, the, anyway, the yeah. container, yeah. yeah. Um, holiday resorts and things. Yeah, that was episode two, was it? Yeah. Different audio setup as well. Didn't sound very good. But anyway. Oh, good and you had yeah. an intruder. I, I'm quite surprised you haven't gone back and sort of remastered it. <laughs> Nothing to be done. <laughs> That's the special edition. Oh, uh, right. The sauce is a bit ropey. More ways than one with that episode. <laughs> That's it for feedback, I think. Okay. Mm. All right. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Aww. Aww. Is that sound of a baby being born? <laughs> <laughs> I've had nothing yet. No You're having a baby, you say? No, no. Oh, one final the photos of the oh, uh, one final crowning. I would like to tell everyone at the recording of this that uh, yesterday, contract number one's girlfriend went into labour. It's been a long labour, and as of the moment, we have had no response mm. so imminently imminently contract number 1.1 will appear <laughs> oh, grand construct grand construct pre-congratulations yeah. <laughs> yeah. thank you I did absolutely nothing but thank you mm, premature congratulations <laughs> yeah <laughs> right where was I and so dear listeners that brings us to the end of another podcast oh. Oh. Oh, but never fear in the next one there'll be more of the same Ooh. More fun, frivolity, and jollity. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that sounded great. I'm worried about that one. Yeah. That sounded rather lecherous. Yeah, the inside of you I have never seen. <laughs> That's completely... <laughs> completely put me we'll off my stride. <laughs> There'll be more of the same. More fun, frivolity, and jollity. More news and reviews. More who old and new. Mm. But until that... Well, what letter shall we have? M. M. I don't think we've had an M for a little while. Mm-hmm. M. So until that miasma of mayhem, mischief, and masticating. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking madness. But madness. Yeah, masticating. Yeah. Nod and fine. smile. Nod and smile. Masticating. <laughs> of Machiavellian mayhem comes mail strumming down upon us all. This is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, You're ruminating. You've been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 168, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Sipkins, Keith Dunn, and Scott Fuller. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this has been an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. When is um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on? 27th. Friday. Friday. Mm-hmm. 27th of September. It's coming Friday. Yes. 8 Ooh. o'clock. Channel I shall, 4. I shall miss that on its original run. I'm travelling up to Manchester. Oh. I should be on the train, but mm. I can catch up on it. No, I'm driving down to Bath. Huh? Driving down. Well, you can multitask there. <laughs> <laughs> But and it's smeared all over the meat. That's four, definitely huh? one to cover next time, isn't it? Oh, yeah, God, so yeah. We're, we've had two episodes by then. Good, good. Pardon me. All that fudge you've been eating, young man. Must be. Force that fudge down. <laughs> Got a prison for less. At what point are we allowed to call you Grandad? Mm. <laughs> Once. Mm. <laughs> Once only. <laughs> call me Grandad again, and I will cut you. <laughs> what about if I offer you fudge as you're about to cut me? <laughs> How about Gramps? Can we sing the song? <laughs> well, still I've done, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Another done. Yeah, no relation. People have died for less. <laughs> Just because he was old and smelled funny. <laughs> and it fudge.
Leave it done. He's <laughs> <laughs> enjoying it too much. That's what gets me. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, let's make him edit to the wee hours. <laughs> no, okay. he's, he's band editing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it all goes out as live. <laughs> oh, bollocks. <laughs> mm. Has anybody been watching Under the Dome at all? No, no. not yet. I think oh, I've been recording them. What mm. side's it on? Uh, Channel 5, I do believe it. I'm sure I'll have to catch mm. up. I know it's got uh, Hank from uh, Breaking Bad. The, mm. the bald guy. Yeah. That's right, yeah. I have seen his face before. I'm just trying to pick... Yeah, oh, he was, he's been in many things. He's, he was yeah, in, he's, he's yeah. usually been a bit part, because I think yeah. he's only in uh, Saving Private Ryan. In uh, Terminator 2, you've got Miles Dyson with the, uh, yeah. the, the trigger thing about to go off, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's a guy that says, clear the building. He's a guy that goes up to ah, Miles and sees him. Ah, and says, oh, get out, get out. Very young. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah 20, 20 years younger. Yeah, yeah. He, as I said, he has done quite a few bit parts. Mm. Mm, no, it's definitely it's definitely a grower. I, mean, I shall I shall, I shall mm. have to catch it, and we shall have a look at it in a future episode. For ninety percent of the time, it's just life in a in very sort of claustrophobic, you know, claustrophobic yeah. surroundings. But there again, sort of they they do throw something into the mix in every episode, or something. <laughs> Isn't that what they've taken the idea from? <laughs> no, the, 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 well, no. So the, the trouble is, I every time I watch it, I'm thinking of uh, Simpsons the movie. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that too. Sorry. Yeah, yeah the, the actual dome is sort of something slightly beyond. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Be, beyond earthly. Month ago today. Four weeks ago. Month ago yeah. today. Hi ho, yippity ho. Month. Oh, sorry. He's singing his hits. <laughs> Monella's singing the, the the granddad song. <laughs> <laughs> that's one. <laughs> what, does a remix count? <laughs> the hip hop version he did. <laughs> what I've done doing hip hop version. Scratch mix. Yeah. <laughs> I'll turn up at the hospital. What is this? Feedback, feedback, give me that feedback, 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 give me that feedback, 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 give me that feedback, feedback. Somebody feedback. <laughs> do do we have any audio? We don't, do think. Like, oh, no, no music. We had some music last week. Doopy 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 doo. Your call is <laughs> Press one. <laughs> to sacrifice a goat. <laughs> Press two. <laughs> Random bit of cheese down there, Keith. <laughs> yes.